This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. The Ministry of Truth is coming, folks. Uh, You probably would have guessed it a while ago, but now it's becoming a reality. We're going to be talking about that on this episode of Justin and Donald Save America. Uh, As always, I'm Donald Kendall, joined by this guy over here, Justin Haskins. Before we get into it, because this is going to be a pretty um, interesting topic. It's a pretty brand new topic. I only heard about it just the other day for the first time. So we're going to get into a whole lot there, but I do have to put this message out there at the beginning uh, that I put out for every one of our videos, which is to basically call on you to help us out. Make sure to get this content in front of more eyes because the big tech algorithms that are constructed are constructed so that information like this doesn't get to people. Uh, you know, as many people, right? So you can do so just by hitting the like button, hit subscribe, sharing this content, leaving a comment. In fact, leaving a comment might be the easiest thing that you can do and the most effective thing that you can do. It makes the engagement rate go up and it makes this video appear on more people's streams. So please do those things. Justin, Ministry of Truth, it's what it was the actual thing called? It's the Misinformation Governance Board. It's disinformation. Oh, of course, disinformation. So you just got on the you just got on the list, pal. <laughs> That's right. Your your misinformation about the disinformation governance board just got you on the list. We're getting meta here, folks. We are getting meta. So the first article that we should just open it up with, just you know, see what we're talking about. This is from CBS News: Disinformation Governance Board to tackle the spread of misinformation in U.S. focusing on Russia and U.S.-Mexico border. Surely that's where it'll stay, too. Uh, It says the Department of Homeland Security is setting up a disinformation governance board to try to counter the spread of false information. The board will focus on disinformation coming from Russia as well as misleading messages about the U.S.-Mexico border, says the Associated Press. The immediate focus will be on misinformation from human smugglers who spread false claims about U.S. border policy to migrants to help drum up business. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said during a briefing Thursday that the board will tackle misinformation on a range of issues. And Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas Uh, said part of its intention is to counter misinformation in Hispanic communities especially. Do you want me to continue reading here, or uh, do you want to kind of give your initial takes? Uh, No, we don't have to keep reading. Uh, I think that... I mean, look, it's so obvious what they're doing. It's it's like... It's just so so totally ridiculous. Um, Obviously... First, they say, well, it's or the Associated Press or whoever reports, well, it's only going to be on these topics, these two things. It's going to be national security and immigration, right? Which in and of themselves are very broad things. Like uh, the the umbrella for those things are are big because anything could be a national security threat. We know that because basically the left says that anyone who voted for Donald Trump is like a quasi national security threat pretty much because they are all either supporting or 
either morally or financially or uh, they just look like someone who may have been involved in the January 6th stuff. And so naturally, they're all national security threats because that was an insurrection, as you know. And so there's that. Then the immigration thing, it's like if you say anything that's even somewhat related to immigration or maybe even anything having to do with that just giant realm of things, do you does that also qualify as to falling under this misinformation and disinformation? And then notice how they say, oh, our the focus is going to be the primary focus. Well, okay, but for how for what? For like a week? And then we're going to transition on to like, you know, people who who said that they don't think that the January 6th riots were a big deal is like right. is that next on the list? Are they right. the next? Uh, you know, misinformation. So just, it was the biggest deal of all time. How dare yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I think it was the worst thing that's ever happened. And um, I think all those people deserve to go to jail and whatever <laughs> else you need me to say to stay out of the disinformation governance board. Uh, you know, whatever hit list or whatever you want to call it. Well, okay. Um, so let, let's take a step back and just do a little bit more context here because, you know, uh, one, like this doesn't seem like a brand new topic. We've been talking about this idea of cracking down on disinformation and all of that um, through our various outlets for a while. And usually it's like it lately, at least it's been more a, like a social media thing. Right. Facebook's cracking down on misinformation. Twitter's cracking down on misinformation. YouTube is getting rid of videos because it's full of misinformation, all of that. And and so far, you know, the the defense of those things, uh, you know, because we've got, uh, you know, we quibble with all of that, too, because it's like who defines what misinformation is. Right. But so far, it's always been the defense of that is like, well, it's a private company. They should be able to do whatever they want, you know. And now it's like. And, and even even in then there were stories about uh, Twitter or Facebook, like, you know, the, the Biden administration working with social media to help crack down on misinformation. So there, it did start bleeding into the government already. But this is just like this is the government. You yeah. know, this is this isn't just some private company that's deciding on what's misinformation. Right. Now we've got a potential gov government agency that's going to be dedicated to doing this. That should trouble all limited government advocates. That should that should concern any libertarian or conservative type out there. I think it should concern anybody, period. <laughs> right. Like any human being. And and the funny thing is, because it's like what what is what is disinformation? Like, like just think about this. Just over the past few years, like think about all of the arguments that have been made. Uh, uh, from one side of the political uh, spectrum to, uh, to the other end of the political spectrum about all sorts of different issues where one side accuses the other side of lying or not or misleading people or whatever. It's all the time. Right. It happens all the time, right? So like if I'm in charge of the disinformation governance board, okay, and Joe Biden is tweeting, you know, Joe Biden, let's say, is uh, still alive somehow at this point in time. And he's tweeting all these messages about how he had the greatest economic growth of all time for a first year president, which is something he does all the time, totally excluding the context of everything that happened prior to him being president and everything else. Right. It's ludicrous for him to take any credit for that at all. Mm -hmm. If I was in charge of the disinformation governance board, I could make a very reasonable I wouldn't because I'm a libertarian, but I could make a very reasonable argument for that being misinformation. 
It's lacking context and it isn't accurate, right? So couldn't I do that? Think about all the stuff that happened with COVID, all of the back and forth arguments in COVID about one side misleading the other side, about all sorts of different things, right? Whoever is in charge of the disinformation board is just going to shut down the other side, if, assuming both sides use it equally. And of course, they probably won't. But assuming that was the case, it would just be whoever happens to have the political football by being in the White House would have the authority to shut the other side down on social media whenever they want under the umbrella of disinformation related to national security, which could literally be anything. Right. I mean, that... That is so, so ridiculous and so scary. And the fact that they rolled this thing out like like almost immediately after Elon Musk decides to buy Twitter is like, they, I mean, come on. It just, they make it so, they're so transparent about <laughs> what they do. It's incredible. Un unintentionally transparent. It's amazing. Yeah, the the thing that you, that you mentioned, like everything can tie into national security, right? Uh, this headline specifically says Russia and U.S. border, Mexico, uh, U.S., you know, Mexico border issues. But Another article that I saw said that they were going to primarily focus on national security issues. And, uh, you know, I'm not to, to dismiss what's going on with any Russian disinfo or propaganda or anything like that. Like, surely, you know, there's some issues there that, I don't know, something should be done about. I don't know. But, like, everything can be tied into national security. And, like, I remember a couple of maybe years ago at this point. Was it like the Pentagon or like the Department of Defense or something came out labeling climate change as being a threat to, to national security? So it's not a very far stretch at all. Like, you know, when you talk about the slippery slope, I'm just talking about like a 1% grade here that we can get from whatever this headline is suggesting to this new, uh, you know, Ministry of Truth Department cracking down on cl uh, climate change misinformation, which would put the Heartland Institute right square in the crosshairs of that. So. I mean, any, I mean, the thing is that it, it could put you in the crosshairs of them. If you just say, Oh, electric cars are too expensive. Sure. Like that could be misinformation. Like it could just be some consumer talking to a friend, another friend online on, on Twitter or Facebook saying, you know, I would love an electric car, but they're too expensive. And then all of a sudden the disinformation board says, no, that's not true. They're not too expensive because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And how is this related to national security? Well, because if you're talking badly about electric cars, then how are we going to sell electric cars? And if we can't sell electric cars, then how are we going to stop climate change? And if we can't stop climate change, then we're all going to die. So you go from A to B to C to D, and now all of a sudden you've got national security problem and they could crack down on it. Now, obviously this is somewhat theoretical, right? Because we they don't, it doesn't exist yet. But when we get to the video, I don't know when we're going to play it, but when we get to the video of the absolute insane person who's been put in charge of it, then you will see with your own eyes. You will know. You will feel it in your bones <laughs> how wrong this whole thing is. You'll know. You won't have to listen to me. You'll see this video and you'll say, yep, this was a mistake. <laughs> this is a bad mistake. We should never have done this. I don't yeah. care how far left you are. You're going to think that. I guarantee it. Yeah, you know, let's let's play it now because it's, it's pretty it's great. Great. Uh, great in the worst sense of the word. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, I was gonna I was gonna segue to that by saying, well, you know what? We should all be able to find a little bit of comfort in the fact that this is going to be, you know, you know, some some person that's really professional, uh, very objective. Uh, you know, wears their bias. You know, doesn't even have any biases, and if they do, wear them on their sleeve or anything like that. No, that's not the case. It's going to be run by a total nut job. So here's a video. This is a video from uh, what, what's her name? Nina. I think you know it's what? I think it's it's either Yankovic, <laughs> which can't be right. That's not Jankovic. It. Yeah, it's weird. Yankowitz? Al Yankovic is in charge of the Ministry of Truth here. <laughs> Yankowitz. It's J A. It's J A N K. Jank O W I C Z. How is that not Yankovic or okay. Yankovic? Something like that. Weird Gail Yankovic. Got tell, it. For, hold on. That's First of all, <laughs> don't you tell me after watching this video that this isn't sort of like a Weird Al Yankovic thing. <laughs> yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and hit this. Homering is really quite ferocious. Wait, can you hear this? It takes some lies and makes them sound precocious yes. by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So, disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So, yes, information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> that was the first time i watched that and that was worse than i thought it was going to be <laughs> it was so bad it was uh, so bad you see what's worse about that is like this wasn't just like some uh, like tiktok video where it's just you know that was like her first attempt and it was like ah, i was embarrassing but i'm gonna put it up anyways that was practiced for the better half of a day at least <laughs> like, you don't do that on your first written. time it was written She's not freestyling it like she sat down and wrote and it's not like she's singing some, you know, song everybody knows. She wrote that song. She wrote it. But I'm saying she, she practiced that and practiced. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me this is the person. This is the person in charge of truth. This is the person in charge of truth. Yeah, she's right. insane. Now that like that though that just in and of itself because here's the thing you know because I thought about this a lot and it's like well I didn't think about it a lot because I didn't take much thinking to think of it but it's just like she she is the kind of person to put a video out like that has to be a complete egomaniac right. to the level like like a complete egomaniac you have to be you have to be to a level that is like. You have the absolute highest opinion of yourself. You are one notch below like deity. That's mm -hmm. the only way you can have the self-confidence to put out something <laughs> like that. It's not possible to have any more self-confidence than this woman. It really yeah. isn't. It just is not. And the fact that she's in charge of deciding who, what truth is and who is engaging in misinformation and who isn't, do I need to know? I don't know anything else about her. Other than I know she's a writer and she wrote a book, which we're going to talk about, which makes it even worse. So hold on to your hats. It gets gets worse. But um, other than that, I know nothing about her. I don't need to know anything about her. It, it's not even just you know? like it's not even just like 
her being in charge of this governing board or whatever. It's like this is a brand new governing board. So it's like she would be creating the infrastructure for it, right? So it's not like just taking over some agency with like some partisan person or something like that. Now that partisan person is controlling it. This is a partisan person constructing the agency, like bending it specifically to their will. Like, you know, that's that's like even more dangerous. So now if some right wing person took it over in some, you know, future Republican administration, it's like. The, the gears might already be like a bent into the favor of, uh you know, being uh, on this side of the aisle as opposed to whoever's controlling it now. So it's like an incredible amount of power that this person's going to be wielding. Yeah. Yeah. With, without without a doubt. And I'm not entirely sure what qualifies her to do this. I mean, I, for, first, no one is qualified to do this. I mean, no. let's just let's just say that no one is right. qualified to do this. But it sounds to me, and and look, this is her full biography. This is from the Wilson Center, named after Woodrow Wilson, one of America's most racist, horrible presidents. <laughs> um, she's that's not a, that's that's true, by the way. She says uh, this is their bio. It says Nina Yankovic studies the intersection of democracy and technology in Central and Eastern Europe. We don't live in Central and Eastern Europe. I don't know if she knows that, but. That's not where we live. She is the author of How to Lose the Information War, Russia, Fake News, and the Future of Conflict. That's interesting because there was all sorts of fake news about Russia over the past several years, and it had everything to do with the kind of people who just gave her this job. Ms. Yankovic has advised the Ukrainian government, oh, that's good, one of the most corrupt governments on the planet, on strategic communications under the auspices of a Fulbright Clinton public policy fellowship. Great. (laughs) Nothing says honesty like Clinton, right? Her writing has been published by the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Atlantic, and others. She is a frequent television and radio commentator on disinformation and Russian and Eastern European affairs. Again, what does this have to do with anything? Prior to her Fulbright grant in Ukraine, where she was helping remember uh, the Ukrainian government on strategic communications, which sounds to me almost like propaganda. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yankovic managed democracy assistance programs to Russia and Belarus at the National Democratic Institute for National Affairs. Oh, good. So she's tied to the, the Russians and the Belarusians. That's That's perfect. Does she know that these two groups of people are at war with each other right now? I this is like, this is like, you know, they talk about swamp creatures. <laughs> this is like, she's not even American swamp creature. We're importing yeah. them. She received her MA in Russian, Eurasian, and East European studies from Georgetown University's School of Foreign Service. Again, what does this have to do with anything? What, like, why, why? And then her BA from Bryn Mawr College. So again, so this is her whole life. As far as I can tell, her whole life is she went to college, she went to grad school, became a a quasi expert in uh, Eastern European affairs, then went and worked on a full Clinton Fulbright scholarship for the Ukrainian government. Again, one of the most corrupt groups of people on the planet i know they're fighting a war right now but everybody knows that they're the most it's like the most corrupt broken government in fact the president of ukraine right now ran on a platform of his entire government was completely corrupt all right Mm. so then she probably at the time she was working for them 
Then she uh, also worked for some other think tank that did strategic, uh, I don't know, uh, what, associate, what, what, what was it, alliance? It wasn't alliances, that can't be it. Just dem democracy assistance programs to Russia and Belarus, which like, what is that? That, is, that's, that doesn't sound good to me at all. And then she's just a writer who writes for things. So it's like, I, again, what sounds like she's an expert in Eastern European affairs, maybe, but what makes her qualified to determine whether something someone says online is misinformation or disinformation just generally, hmm. like maybe about Ukraine, but even then again, no one should be making that determination, but at least she could say she's qualified in that sense. In what sense is she qualified on any other topic? Like, I, I, I don't get it. I just I just remember the uh, statement that I think it was from Jen Psaki or somebody in the Biden administration saying that they're working with social media to help crack down on, uh, you know, misinformation or disinformation or something like that. And I wonder in what capacity that they were actually working, you know, with them, like who who represented the Biden administration actually talking with, uh, you know, some representative in these social medias. And, and I wonder if this is just a way to actually, like, make it official, you know, and we're going to dedicate an entire, like, sub agency to doing what we were sending so and so to talk to Facebook about like that. I, I think that's kind of what it is. This is becoming like more of a, an official thing. And it's like, you know, once an agency started in the in the government, it's never going to go away. It's never going to yeah. go away. So yeah. this is this is sense. becoming a, a permanent fixture. The government working with social media and media in general to root out misinformation, thing, whatever they the, deem to be misinformation. The thing that's really interesting about this is like strategically, politically speaking, this is a really stupid move mm. because most regular people are not necessarily going to be in favor of this. They're either not going to care or they're going to be creeped out by it, right? Then if a Republican does come into office, this is like an easy thing for them to get rid of. Sure. That is a big win for them. Like I just took away the disinformation ministry of truth, you know, no way. like that's an I, easy I win for them. And they, maybe, you know what I mean? no way, because then the headlines are going to be like, you know, uh, uh, the headlines are going to make it seem like whatever Republican is theoretically doing this is trying to reinstitute misinformation into the media. And, yeah, uh, and, and that's probably true. Right. Like I just, I don't know. This is just such a creepy thing though. Do people, regular people really, are they really into this? I mean, all right. Well, so give it, give it a couple of months and people will think that this has always been a thing. Yeah. That that's probably true. Do you have the, uh, do you have the article about the woman's guide? <laughs> Let's pull up the woman's guide. If you have that. Right. Cause so you're falling right into her trap just by criticizing her. It's true. I, I I'm already on the list. I think so. Basically, this is <laughs> go ahead. This article is written by her, by Nina Yankovic. When was it published? It was published all the way back five days ago. All right, and it's called <laughs> "A Woman's Guide to the Most Toxic Trolls on the Internet." If there's one, <laughs> I thought this was an old article. No, five days ago. If there's one thing a woman can count on. It's getting harassing messages online. Here's a taxonomy of the creatures on the other end of them. All right. So this comes from a book that she wrote. You can uh, you can scroll down to. Yeah, scroll down right to where that book title thing is. There you go. So the uh, it says that uh, she wrote. So she wrote this book. What is it called? How to be a woman online. 
surviving abuse and harassment and how to fight back. Now, men, guys, let's just have a little, let's just have one, like two seconds of guy time. All right. <laughs> does, does it make you feel comfortable, more comfortable or less comfortable that the author of how to be a woman online, surviving abuse and harassment and how to fight back is now the minister of truth because <laughs> it doesn't make me feel more comfortable. I'm telling you that right now. All right. So then it, she goes on here in the article. Well, chapter about, four, chapter four of this book is uh, being compared to weird Al Yankovic. So you're probably right. I should probably read it to know what kinds of, you know, I want to get into the mind of the minister of truth or the ministress right. of truth. I don't know. I don't know. How you do, I don't know why that works with women. So anyway, it's this book is basically about uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's her sort of talking about issues related to being a woman on social media and her experiences with this and how to deal with it. So this article is actually, I think, kind of like an, a, an adapted excerpt from the book. Mm. All right. Mm. She's trying to sell her stupid book. So. The, tr <laughs> totally the book being be stupid list. is misinformation, by the way. So <laughs> I'm going to be totally. I just got to know I am. from the so, disinformation governance board. I, I know. If I Look, if I disappear, you know where to find me. It's in the jail cell beneath the Ministry of Truth building. <laughs> the trolls may write differently or lash out differently, she says, or become grotesquely fixated. She's trying to give women advice about how to deal with trolls on the Internet about different parts of your appearance or background, but ultimately what motivates them is engagement with you. This, they hope, will encourage you to finally shut up and make room for their infinitely more worthy thoughts. Then they will get the blue check, the TV appearances, the bylines. All right, keep in mind, this is advice she's giving to regular women. So like <laughs> what man is getting like a blue check mark in TV appearances because they're harassing women just all the time on yeah. social media. Like, right. does that happen ever? You know, I don't know. They run for president, I guess, but that doesn't ever, you know, get a blue check mark just in and of itself. They will curse and block and post hot takes with alacrity and abandon. Oh, and man. in their mind, the internet will praise them for it. All right. And then she goes on to give some hypotheticals of what these horrible men are doing on the internet. We have, now keep in mind, these are not real people. This is just her manifestation of her delusional mind. But first, <laughs> we have a man I'll call at Professor Actually Esquire, otherwise known as the Reply Guy. Every woman with a public presence online has at least one Reply Guy, obviously. Most women have several. If you are especially unlucky or especially prominent, you know, like her, you might have <laughs> tens or hundreds grown. grown. <laughs> <laughs> professor actually esquire embodies them he is a man who responds he's not a man he's fictional who responds to what it feels like every single earthly oh no responds to what feels like every single earthly thing you post be it a picture of your breakfast or your latest publication always unearthing the most tenuous connection to make your content your life about him like, for example, actually, next time, leave the toast in a little longer. He lectures you about your bacon, eggs, and cheese. None wait, of those wait, things wait, are wait, toast, wait. by the way. Wait. In that list. Wait, wait a second. 
when you first when we were first talking about this, I thought this was like actually what she's experienced, but no! now it's like a hypothetical. It seems like so pathetic. This is from her delusional mind. All of this. It should be golden brown, he says. You may have liked a reply of his once, eons ago, encouraging his engagement boner. He is often a mansplainer, making sure to assert his pseudo superiority by explaining the topics in which you have expertise. Oh my God. Like, you know, Eastern European propaganda. Sometimes he repeats your own points back to you, or better still, links you to the very articles you wrote in arguments with you. So he uses your own arguments against you. Sometimes these men are credentialed, and like at Professor Actually Esquire, They are not afraid to remind you of that. Professors of philosophy, law, and engineering, former high-ranking diplomats and current businessmen all engage in behavior that we can only hope does not show up in classrooms or offices, except it definitely does. (laughs) So literally qualified men are using your own arguments against you, responding to your posts that you post online and you are now saying that they're trolls and they're terrible people and you need to write a whole book explaining how women should avoid them. The answer to how women can avoid them is really simple. I know this is mansplaining, but bear with me. (laughs) Oh no, you're falling right into her trap again. I'm telling you. Chapter four, the weird Al Yankovic thing. Chapter Uh, eight is going to be Justin Haskins. I know I'm mansplaining again, but it's real simple. Ladies, All you got to do is either A, not go on social media, or B, there's a little button on a lot of these social media things that you can click that just mutes or silences or blocks anybody you want. You could just block anyone. So you don't have to worry about them criticizing your toast ever again. You can just block them and it's over. It's over forever. Well, let me let me ask you something, Justin, because you are uh, you, you've got a, a public presence. You've got, uh, you know, several thousand followers on Facebook, probably understating that. Um, thousand. Do you, That's do so you, insulting. How many do you have? I have about a hundred thousand. Oh, you, my gosh. Several okay. thousand. All right. Several, several thousand. Got it. Um, your the replies to your posts must just be just nothing but people being very civil and agreeing with you and uh, just you know taking your word at face value, um, right? I mean, because you're a man. It's very, it's very, it's very uncivil, actually. Oh shoot! <laughs> I, okay. I mean, it might. I, I know that that probably surprises you. Yeah, a little bit. But um, no, it's horrifying. Actually, <laughs> it's really. <laughs> really really bad it's actually really terrible um people are people are awful on how many times have i told you social media is like it's just a cesspool like it's a cesspool the comment sections of articles the uh like just social media in general like political social media is a cesspool it's like the worst people in it's not even the worst people in the world it's that people behave the in the worst ways imaginable like ways Mm -hmm. that they would never behave in any other circumstance and it's you know so do i doubt that she's gotten some mean things said to her like yeah sure like i'm sure she has every every person on the internet whether you're famous or not has had mean things said to them you know so it's like you know what justin i I think I think you should uh, I think you should write the 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 companion piece to her book, The Man's Guide to the Most Toxic Trolls on the Internet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think that's what time. I should do. I think that's what I should do. Yeah, I should. You're right. I should. 
I should mansplain to her why her article isn't right. That's what I should do. That's <laughs> so, the key. So uh, unless you have more to say about Nina. Joke, no, joke. I don't. I don't think I have anything to say about okay. Yankovich because you know uh, this news kind of broke just the other day, uh, and you know people people like us, uh, people like uh, I don't know the Tucker Carlson's of the world or anyone that's you know um, on the record talking about kind of the latest things that are on our side of the aisle are like worried about this like what's this i don't like the sound of this you know because we our natural instinct is when we hear some type of government thing we either a think about how it's going to be used uh how it's going to be abused or uh you know b just talking about like uh the unintended consequences of it or, or any variation of those things right and um so i'm very curious about what the left's response to it is and you found a article uh is this the esquire one or is it yeah here we go so this is an article from esquire orwell would eat these free speech warriors on toast toast again and still have room for bangers and mash so what is, the up- what is with all of these food <laughs> analogies with these people so bizarre <laughs> Uh, Charles P. Pence Pierce, the author of this, is obviously the pseudonym for Nina Jakovich or whatever her name is. The uproar in the right-wing monkey house over Biden's disinformation governance board rings a little hollow. So the author of this says, there was a great uproar in the monkey house, okay, of on Friday uh, morning. Pooh was flung with great velocity and can screeching. Can we just hold on? We just need to stop for just a second. <laughs> okay. Okay, I know it's only the first sentence. But can you imagine if this was a conservative writing about liberals and we were referring to all of them as monkeys? Oh, sure. Can you just imagine what they would say about that? Right. Can you imagine the kinds of things that they would come up with? But anyway, go on. Um, so it's, it says the, scre- the screeching comprised, uh, the navigational function of Compromise. passing jetliners and, uh, fighter aircraft, the rattling of the cages, deafening dot. What is the point of this? Can I get it's, past all this? It's artistic. It's artistic. No, trying to paint for us a comedic picture of what's going on here. But it's certainly just the idea that uh, conservatives are making too much of this. And I'm sure that if I were to read through another 15 different mixed metaphors and analogies, that it would just be, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, conservatives just want to be able to lie without any regard and and anyone holding them accountable or something like that. Um, So, Justin, what do you actually I don't even know if he even. I th- I don't even know if he really even says anything other than he just talks about he just continues to give a bunch of those you know metaphors similes whatever and then he just gives examples of people being upset and then he just is clearly in a derisive tone just mocking these examples but doesn't really even give any information and then the very first thing he says is right there where you're at now that spare a thought oh god spare a thought spare a thought for Nina Yank- Yankovic, who has stepped up to lead this effort at a Department of Homeland Security, volunteering to be a pinata takes a certain amount of gumption. And yes, for the record, I am concerned what this operation would look like under, say, President DeSantis. Well, there you go. And there had to be a more uh, deft way to roll it out. 
than having DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas just drop it into his testimony before the House committee. Uh, and there had to be a better name for it than the Disinformation Governance Board, a moniker that sounds as though it were <laughs> made of steel, concrete, and barbed wire. Why are Democrats so bad at naming stuff? <laughs> well, this isn't worse than, uh, what was it? What was it? The Mao Agency? Uh, what was that yeah, called? Yeah, the Made in America Office. <laughs> Made in America but Office from Mao the is Biden the acronym. Uh, do you want me to keep reading here? <laughs> we should all think about this seriously. What I think is weird about this is, so he says, yeah, why are Democrats so bad at naming stuff? Republicans are terrific at naming things, blah, 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 blah. It's just pontificate. Again, like, what is this guy even saying? But I am not going to listen to it at the moment from the party of insurrection. See, here we go. The yeah, party of know. book banning and library scouring. Oh, really? We're the party of book banning? Republicans are the party of book banning? Okay. Mm -hmm. The party of dangerous myth-making bull crap about grooming and eek critical race theory. The party full of people who still bend the knee to prints of 30,000 lies down in Florida. <laughs> Hell, this is a party that lies to itself. Isn't that night never to be speaker Kevin McCarthy? Isn't that right? Never to be speaker Kevin McCarthy? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, Regain me your sanity, folks, before you start throwing around George Orwell's name in defense of your absolute right to launder and launch all the fantastical tales spun by Macedonian teenagers. Called it. Orwell would eat you all on toast and still have room for bangers and mash. And that's the end. So isn't it interesting that he literally does not provide one single actual defense right. <laughs> for having this? In fact, the only substantive thing this moron says anywhere in the article is this is probably not that great of an idea because what if President DeSantis has control over this thing someday? Right. Uh, okay, that's actually the libertarian argument or conservative <laughs> argument for ever creating a new government agency is right. that they get out of control and abused by whoever has power. So he mocks, he just spends the whole time calling people concerned about free speech, animals, uh, what, what, um, Crap throwing monkeys at one point, right? The the rattling of the cages deafened dogs. Okay, he talks about how the local police had to cordon off the area and the National Guard has set up a perimeter at 15 miles, whatever the freak that means. And and then what? Also that he can then basically agree with our concerns about it and then just continue to say, well, yeah, but why should I care about them? They're the party of insurrection, the party of book burning, blah, right. blah, 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 like all these stupid things. I, I'm sorry, but you're the one supporting the disinformation agency. Right. How are we the fascists here? <sighs> like, this is the most, it's, it's the most gaslight. We live in an era of constant gaslighting. Oh, yeah. Where it's been so bad. It's so bad where the other side is constantly referring to people who are on the right as fascist for defending free speech, for trying to limit government, for not liking some new government truth ministry. We're the fascists. But them, they are the ones calling for all this stuff, which are hallmark fascist things. Hallmark fascist things. A ministry of truth is classic fascism. All right. And yet somehow we're the stupid animals who don't know what we're doing. We're the party of the book burning. Like, what are you talking about? Who the hell is burning books? Where do these, it's, it's just, 
it is so incredibly annoying. These oh, people yeah. are so annoying. With all that said, I truly do think that they are on the verge of being obliterated politically in the next election. And that well, okay, this, so is, is, this is why they're so like they're doing all these stupid things. They're trying to get all this dumb stuff in place before that happens. And, and they're just crying and whining and all this stuff about how bad things are for them when they had all the opportunities in the world to get their agenda passed that was supposedly is going to save everybody and make the world a better place. It hasn't. The world is on fire and countries are invading other countries and we're on the verge of nuclear disaster and Afghanistan's now ruled by a, the Taliban and on and on and on, right? It's been a train wreck, runaway inflation, worse than 40 years. The economy, there was some article that the, the what, what was it? The economy shrunk or something like that. I mean, I mean, we are, this is a bad time to be a Democrat and the best this guy can come up with is name calling and then somewhat agreeing with us and then back to name calling again. Well, you know, the, the, again, I get these alerts from the ministry of truth right now into my, uh, my headphones here. And the, the eight things that you listed off of, uh, your proof that the, that the country is moving in the wrong direction. I just heard that eight out of eight of those are misinformation. So everyone disregard, strike that from the record. Don't listen to what Justin has to say. Just listen to what our glorious ministry of truth has to say. So that's uh, that's the, the, the final mean, takeaway. It's it's want... a really interesting concept, and obviously it's going to be something that we pay attention to. Um, and I'm very curious to see how this metastasizes, and 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 what the actual like literature that comes out of this uh, you know agency is going to look like. But I will tell you, just from a knee jerk reaction, paint me concerned. It's insane. <laughs> it's. <laughs> The fact that they would eat, that they would do this, it just proves, it just proves over and over and over again how authoritarian they truly are. They have shown, they have shown their hand so many times over the past year or so. It is amazing. And they yeah. can talk about January 6th and those idiots who were at the Capitol all they want. Those people were not in government. There are a bunch of morons at the Capitol who rioted because they were stupid. And then there were other people who were also there who walked through the building and grandma stole a sign and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I've seen the pictures of the guy dressed up like a Viking or whatever. Those guys don't have any political power. You know who does have political power? The Mary Poppins singing minister of truth. She's got power. Right. Okay. Well, so I mean, it's not even close. It's not even close. They are the ones with all the power and authority on virtually every institution and platform that exists. And they use it all the time to impose their will on everybody else while telling us that we're the fascists, we're the monsters, we're the terrible people. It's, it's just, it is madness. And I do, I hope, I hope that there are enough common sense people left in this country to understand they may never hear about the ministry of truth, but hopefully they at least understand that this stuff is so obviously full of crap right. that they that they don't deserve any power or authority because of how reckless and ridiculous they've become. And the more people who can see Mary Poppins singing ministry of minister of truth, the better off we are. Honestly, I think that every, if I was, if I could be emperor for a day, uh, which I know is what they think every conservative wants to do anyway, 
What I would do is I would create a law that says in order to vote, you don't need an ID. You don't need an ID. You don't need anything. You just show up to the polls. Anyone can vote, but you have to watch the full Mary Poppins <laughs> singing video first. That's it. You got to watch the full thing first. And you have to acknowledge that you understand that Joe Biden made her minister of truth. If you acknowledge, yes, I understand this is the minister of truth. And yes, I understand this is her singing the Mary Poppins song about disinformation. Then you can vote because anyone who watches that and then goes and votes for someone like Joe Biden or anyone who's aligned with him. God help them. Honestly, <laughs> help them. I don't know if I can. Uh, I don't think I could follow that up with anything substantive. So I think we should just end it here. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, for all our constant listeners, you'll probably like Hey, this is the first video I've seen up in a couple of weeks. What's going on here? Uh, Justin, do you want to give an explanation other than saying we got a lot of stuff in the works, some very exciting stuff, and it's been taking a lot of our bandwidth? Yeah, we, we've got we've got a big project that we're working on um, that uh, we really we probably shouldn't say too much about at this point in time, but we got a big project. We're working on it with uh, with Glenn Beck, and we're hoping. I mean, this is the kind of thing where it probably is going to be like a year before you ever see the results of it. But we think it's going to be very. We think it's going to be a big deal. We think you're going to be excited about it when you actually see it. It's really groundbreaking stuff that no one else has done before. Kind of similar to when we did the Great Reset stuff, and no one was talking about that similar thing here. So we think you're going to love it when it actually does reach you, but it's going to be a little while. And yeah. so bear with us. We're not, you know, we're trying to be a little bit better about this, but we, in addition to all the other stuff we've got going on, we're also working on this other project and it's been crazy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll probably, we're going to be really pushing ourselves to put more content up here, uh, more regular content on here, but you might see smaller videos, you know, 10, 15 minute videos as opposed to 45 minute an hour videos. Uh, but yeah, we're going to, we don't want to leave you guys hanging because we love our, we're our little fan base here that we've created on YouTube. So we want to provide more content on a regular basis, but yeah, the last few weeks have been very busy, very, very busy. So we'll definitely keep you posted on that when we can say stuff. Um, but until then, I will say just thank you for tuning into this episode of Justin and Donald Save America. Uh, tune in regularly to find new content, which I promise we will do better on. And uh, like I said, you can help get this content in front of more eyes just by hitting the like button, the share button, leaving a comment, uh, being a subscriber if you're not a subscriber already. And also you can go to stoppingsocialism.com for a lot of great content. And you can see most of that content shared across social media. If you look for us, you'll find us on Facebook, Stopping Socialism, on Twitter now because uh, you know Twitter is actually becoming bearable. So Twitter, we have an Instagram account and uh, I don't know, like a getter account or something like that. Justin, where can the fine people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook and uh, Twitter, which is now I used to call it socialist Twitter. But I can't do that anymore. Wow. Free. I don't, I got to come up with another name for it. Right. Libertarian Twitter. I don't know. I got to come up with something. Free speech Twitter. I don't know. Free speech Twitter and uh, getter parlor, all the other platforms. If you really don't want to go on to Twitter anymore. Um, you can find me there as well. And of course, at heartland.org and stoppingsocialism.com. All right, perfect. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.